Hi, friends, and welcome to season two of Air to Earth podcast. This is episode one. I'm your host, Ange, and this is so dope that we made it to season two. This is this is just amazing, guys. I want to thank you all for tuning in, meeting me here. Um, I have some just great, great, yummy, yummy content for you guys this season. Um, I really spent a good amount of time thinking things up, thinking how I can improve the content, improve the delivery, improve um, helping, right? Uh, the process and all, all the things that you guys don't, don't get to see. Um, I've been really working on those things to help bring you a product um, that is amazing and actually helps you in your, in your life. Um, I don't want to just talk to people for the sake of doing so. I really want people to be able to uh, put my thoughts and experiences into a practice of their own and be inspired and encouraged um, and grow, you know? So I've um, really been putting energy into that. And I'm, I, I think that um, you really have something to look forward to with season two. I'll just say that. So um, this episode is going to be about mindfulness, mindfulness. It's a word that's thrown around a lot um, in postmodern culture. It, it kind of is, is used synonymously with like new age religion um, and yoga practice and meditation and stuff like that. They're all connected for sure. Um, but I do want to break down what the word itself means, what it means to me, what my life looked like with it. <laughs> versus without it, um, and what you can do to uh, bring mindfulness into your daily life to help you um, grow and look at things a little bit differently, right? So before we get into that, y'all already know it's time for the energy check-in. Who else gets excited to express themselves for five minutes? Like, of course, that would be me. I hope you guys enjoy the energy check-in as much as I do. Um, I enjoy not going into the episode with any idea of what I'm going to say in the energy check-in because I'm, I'm actually checking in with myself at that moment. So um, let's see. All right, folks. So for those of you who don't know what the energy check-in is all about, this is an opportunity that we take every single episode to check in with ourselves. So I'm going to do so, and I'm going to share whatever's going on with me with you guys. And I encourage my audience to pause me here and check in with yourself. Give yourself an honest moment to ask yourself how you feel. How do you feel right now? How does your body feel right now? Are you calm? Are you annoyed? Are you anxious? Are you angry? You know, are you sad? Are you whatever it is, you know, whatever it may be, um, let it be honest, let it be unjudged, which we're actually going to talk about in this episode. Don't judge it. Just let it be. Whatever comes up when you ask yourself, how are you? So um, as for me, how am I feeling right now? I'm feeling 
good, right? So I'm feeling good, but let me describe it. It's it's a it's um it's a good that I had to work for. It's a good I had to work for. So it's not like happy go lucky good. I had to do a lot of mental work today to keep myself focused um to get what I wanted to accomplish done. And so if anybody knows what that feels like where it's just been a battle all day to keep your mind focused on what you need to do, a lot of distractions, um maybe the child in you just doesn't want to do it, you know? That that kind of, like laziness is is around the corner kind of thing, convincing yourself that maybe you could just do it tomorrow, like that kind of stuff. I had to battle that shit all day today. And I'm proud to say that I I did a good job. I think I won. Um I'm recording this episode for one, you know. So I'm I I had to really get behind myself today and practice some discipline. And I'm happy that I was able to do that um, and accomplish some shit. So I know you guys feel me on that. I know we've all had days like that where we had to push through to be productive. And it's always rewarding when you do that. Like I said, when you get behind yourself, like you have your own back. Um, so yeah, that's that's where I'm I'm at. I'm excited to go to bed, you know. Um, but I have some, some things to do before then. So I'm just, just pushing it along. Slow and steady wins the race, you know? Um, so that's how I'm feeling. I hope you took a chance to pause me and see how you feel and, um, not judge whatever you came up with. Um, if something undesirable came up, if, if you are not in the best place or in the best mood for whatever reason, um, make sure you acknowledge why that is and make and see if there's something within your control that you can do to improve it. If not, sometimes you just got to buckle up and, and ride the wave, you know? Either way, it's productive to check in with yourself. So that's what this segment is all about. I hope you enjoyed. And that has been our energy check-in. Alrighty, friends. So for anyone new to Air to Earth podcast, um, I like to tell stories. I like to tell stories. I was a teacher um, of a lot of different ages. And one of my favorite things to do was to kind of stop instruction to tell a little anecdote, a story of mine to to tie it all in for the students, you know? So I do enjoy storytelling. So I have a story for y'all. And actually it came to me, I started thinking about this um, because I was recording my About Me uh, clip to put um, with the rest of the episodes for Air to Earth season one, uh, just a little clip so people know who the creator of Air to Earth is and you know all that good stuff, right? If you haven't checked it out, by the way, check it out. Um, so I was recording that and I was, I mentioned very briefly the events that led up to me thinking of Air to Earth, like the very beginnings of the, the thoughts that eventually became this brand. And I was thinking about how I was on a road of self-discovery. This was uh, this was years ago. Um, I don't know, maybe six six years ago or so. And I had moved from my home state, you know. And if anybody's ever done that, if anyone knows what that feels like, 
after college, you know, college is one thing, but after college, if you, if you decide to leave the state that you're from, that's a particular experience. And for me, it, it put me on the road to self-discovery. I, I had, I had decided I wasn't happy one place and moved as a result. And so I was feeling really independent and um, adventurous and just open to whatever life had for me, you know, and I was on a, a certain high. And I, while on that high, decided to change my diet and I stopped eating meat and only ate fish. And I, I still have that diet to this day. I'm pescatarian. Um, but this was, was all being done via instinct. Like I looked up some resources on, on what to watch out for and to make sure I'm getting all my nutrients. And, and then eventually I just, I kind of stopped and a year or two went by. I made some major life decisions again, based on my just not being happy. So I decided to leave a, a very good paying job that I wasn't satisfied at to just throw myself into uh, the unknown and, and see what I could come up with. I was that confident in myself and I'd saved up a little change. And what I forgot to bring with me, I think I was so confident based on how I was able to move to a different state and establish myself pretty quickly and get a good paying job and all that stuff. I felt kind of um, untouchable in a way. And I didn't, I did something major that was courageous and commendable, I think, but not mindful. <laughs> I was not thinking through my decisions. And I didn't anticipate how much stress a decision like that could put a person under. Didn't anticipate it. And in this very, very stressed out state, a state of just constant unknown, day-to-day -day unknown, right? Um, and of course, we need to feel safe. We need to feel secure at some point. And I, I again, I just didn't know. I wasn't being mindful. Um, I didn't know that by making a decision like that, that I'd thrown myself into daily uncertainty and I was stressed out and I didn't know that I was stressed out. So day to day, you know, on the surface, I'm fine. I'm actually happy. I feel free. I got money saved up. I, I had a little barista job. I was, I was seemingly happy um, and kind of just figuring it all out. But in my stressful state, I started eating differently. And basically I was eating greens every day, just surviving on greens and maybe some nuts here or there. I didn't realize that I completely stopped eating fish, um, which is a, <laughs> it's an essential part of that diet. Um, you can't just cut out fish if that's kind of all you're eating in terms of fats and, and all that good stuff. Um, and so I didn't realize that I wasn't giving myself what I needed to sustain myself, not only emotionally, but physically now. Now I'm not getting nutrients. And 
long story short, I wasn't getting enough nutrients and I started to not feel well, right? I started to not feel well. And then I made a silly decision um, after a night where I wasn't even, I had maybe a couple of beers, you know, it wasn't that I was drunk. It's just, I wasn't mindful. I wasn't mindful. And I was just doing things. And I had a couple of beers and I decided, let me have some meat. You know, let me have some meat tonight. I'm a, And not only any meat, I'm going to go to a random place I've never been before. And which is a no-no in Miami, by the way. Um, and I'm going to just have a bunch of meat. And I thought that this would, this was fun. I don't know what I was thinking. Long story short, I got really, really, really sick. And I was um, sick for months and I couldn't eat. And I lost 20 pounds. And um, it was really serious. And uh, doctors, they they uh, diagnosed me with colonitis, which is chronic, you know, that, that it doesn't go away. It's just something you kind of have to deal with for the rest of your life. So I fucked up. <laughs> I fucked up um, because I wasn't thinking. And so I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about this and I'm recording the About Me clip and I'm, I'm thinking about all of this. And it was actually... I ended up having to move back home to New York to recover, to recover. And um, it was during that recovery, I remember sitting in my basement alone, thinking about my life and thinking about the fact that I, when I was making those mindless decisions, was not connected to the fact that um, I can die, you know, like my mortality, it's just not something we think about. We only know ourselves to be alive, right? So it's hard for us to think of ourselves not existing. It's hard for us to think about that reality. And when I got sick, when I was, when I was helpless, absolutely helpless, I couldn't do anything but just lie there. Um, that reality was brought to my attention that, that the decisions we make really matter, especially when it comes to what we're putting in our bodies. Um, and in all of that, I thought of air to earth. I thought of what I'm good at. I thought of what I could bring to this world. I thought of if I were to die today, what I, what I would be proud of, something I could leave behind, some sort of stamp, some sort of something, you know? I thought about my inherent need to help people that's been there since I was a kid. You know, I thought about all that and, and I came up with Air to Earth um, in, in preliminary form, very early stages, but I did think of it then in recovery. And so it made me think about mindfulness, like what, what it means, how I conduct my life now compared to then. That's what I was thinking about. And I would say that the main difference is mindfulness. So let's define mindfulness, shall we? Mindfulness is described as the psychological process of purpose, purposely bringing one's attention to experiences occurring in the present moment without judgment. Don't worry, I'm gonna break it the fuck down. Don't worry, I'm gonna break it down but I'll read it again. It is the psychological process of purposely bringing one's attention to experiences occurring in the present moment without judgment, which one develops 
through the practice of meditation and through other training. Now, I chose this definition because it's a mouthful, but the words used are so important. And um, I'm going to break that down. I'm going to break down why it's important. And then I'm going to share with you three practices in mindfulness that I developed over since that illness um, and since I decided to live with a little more purpose and, and do, do things with intention because I realized I, I matter. I matter, you know, and what I do matters, what I say matters, what I decide for myself matters, what I put in my body matters, right? So let's start with that first part. This It's a psychological process. What does this imply? What does that imply? It implies that it has to do with the brain, right? Psychological. Um, that it has to do with your thinking, your intellect, your reasoning, your ability to do those things, right? Mindfulness. It has to do with the brain, your thinking, your thought process. Okay. Purposely bringing one's attention to experiences. So for me, bringing, bringing, right? That's an action, action word, to bring, it's a verb, to bring. That implies you can control your attention. Purposely bringing one's attention. Okay. That's important, right? That's important. I think I want you guys to think about that because I think um, we don't always we don't always live in in a way where we believe that I don't think right that we can control our attention. How many times do we say um, I don't know I I didn't do that because I I couldn't I couldn't do that you know instead of taking ownership and saying well I didn't want to I didn't want to do that why weren't you paying attention. I can't, I just can't pay attention for longer than 10 minutes. Mm. You don't want to pay attention for longer than 10 minutes. You sure can, if you really wanted to. It may require work, effort. You may have to pull out resources. You may have to try something different. You may have to change some things, but you can do that. So I wanted to bring that out. <laughs> I wanted to call attention to that. The fact that it assumes, mindfulness assumes a certain power that we are able to control our attention, right? So what are, we, what are we calling our attention to? Bringing one's attention to experiences occurring at the present moment, the present moment. So for me, this, this implies the ability to Think about thinking. Stay with me. So the term for that is metacognition, right? Thinking about thinking. So when we when we are going throughout the day, right, and we step outside of ourselves and we look at a moment. We look at a moment, it's like we pause. It's like we pause everything in a movie, right? Or we slow it down and things are in slow motion and we're just allowing ourselves to be in the moment and thinking about it. Maybe thinking about a decision, thinking about what we need to do um, to make a, a situation better. Uh, maybe somebody really upset you and you, there's a moment where you're like, I could, I could smack this person or I could walk away. Like that moment right? That's being present. That's being present in the moment. That's thinking about thinking, right? 
So mindfulness is doing that on purpose, doing that on purpose. Okay. But for what, right? In what way? I loved that they put without judgment because I think in my experiences, people reaching out to me asking about how to meditate, um, how to meditate correctly, which I always think is funny because there's no right or wrong way to meditate. But I do understand what people are talking about when they feel like they're not doing it correctly. Um, and I think it's the judgment part, right? So as humans, we are predisposed to judgment. We judge everything. We judge everything. As soon as we meet somebody, we are prejudging whether they're good or bad. We're prejudging whether we like them or not. Um, when we go on a job interview, you know, where th that entire interaction is about judging. You're judging the person who's interviewing you as they judge you. They're judging you based on how you look, how you speak, um, how you answered the questions, et cetera, et cetera. Judgment, judgment, judgment. So what happens is we end up judging even ourselves. We judge our thoughts, which is, I think, a bad thing. I think uh, if we slow down that process, we can we can stop ourselves from doing that because it's not entirely necessary. It's something we do. It's something we do. And sometimes it serves a purpose for sure. But when it doesn't serve a purpose, I think we shouldn't. I think we shouldn't judge. So a lot of times I get people saying, oh, well, I can't meditate. And I'm like, well, why? And they're like, well, I think too much. There's too many thoughts in my head. I can't clear my mind. And I'm like, well, who told, <clears throat> who told you that meditating was, was not thinking? Who told you that? I wouldn't describe it that way. I would say meditating is simply being present. It's being present on purpose. So it's stopping your body from moving, unless you're doing a walking meditation, in which case you're walking really slowly and without direct purpose. But usually you stop your body, you slow your breathing, and you try to focus on keeping your breaths slow and deep, slow and deep, right? But if thoughts come, they come. I mean, how could you demand that your mind stop thinking? That's not really how it works. What's going on is we're judging the thoughts. So when the thought comes in, we 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 say, oh, I'm not supposed to be thinking this, get away. That's a judgment. That's a judgment. You're saying it's bad. I shouldn't be doing this. What I do when I'm meditating and I think of, oh man, uh, I gotta go grocery shopping later. Okay. And then I take another breath. I don't do anything with it. I don't do anything with it. I don't say that that was good or bad or shouldn't, shouldn't, whatever. It happened. It happened. And it doesn't have to happen longer than that moment. Let it go. And I breathe. And then I breathe again. And then another thought pops up. I don't do anything with that. I let it come. And then I focus on breathing. So the more you do that, and if you sit there and do that and allow your thoughts to come and go, come and go, come and go. Not good, not bad, not I should be doing this. No, there is no should. You just be. That's what we mean by just be when we're talking meditation talk. Easier said than done but think about what I'm saying and try it. And I guarantee you, it'll be a different experience than when you're sitting there trying not to think of things. Very different. 
And the very last part of the definition, the, the practice through training, and they mentioned meditation as an example, but they're saying that it's something that develops. Mindfulness is something that develops through the practice of meditation. That implies that it's a muscle, that it's a muscle that needs to be worked on, that it's something that can get better, stronger, more intentional, right? When it's like aim, working on your aim, it gets better and better and better and better. And soon you can hit a target, you know, effortlessly. So for me, that's exciting. I'm I'm obsessed with growth. I'm obsessed with that concept. Once I know that something can be better tomorrow than it is today, if I just work at it, I'm like, oh shit, sign me up. Let's work. Because I want to be the best person I can be. And I think we all want to be the best person we can be. We just, we get caught up. We get caught up. And I think mindfulness is a, is a great way to be better, to be a better person, to stop judging every little thing that you do down to your thoughts. Think about how ridiculous that is. Think about that. So in the blog, which I encourage all of you to go check out always, Um, I give three specific practices that I personally do to help me be more mindful day to day. The first one is meditation. So meditation, meditation. I I just went into um, exactly how I meditate um, and how it's important not to judge in at least in those moments. Now, if you're, you know, there are times when we need to judge things. It's there to keep us safe. It's a mechanism we should definitely use, you know, but what I'm saying is, is we start judging everything automatically. That's the issue is that it's automatic. We have no control over it when we could. Mindfulness is is that idea and using it to your benefit. So for me, I meditate daily um, and sometimes twice a day. And what meditation does for me, it may seem too simple. It may seem too easy to actually help you, but I dare you to try it and try it with a whole heart. Try it believing it can help you. My goodness. You know, not everything in life has to be hard, friends. It really doesn't. And I really want to encourage you guys to, first of all, try new things. And like I said, really try it, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm a very open individual. So it pains me to feel and hear thoughts, which I kind of can. Um, It pains me to to feel energy from people, I guess is a better way to put it, to feel energy from people who are just like, ah, that's not gonna work, that doesn't work for me. That that." It's like, how could you know that? You know what I mean? Like, since when do you know what's best for you? I mean, my goodness, we we do not, we're human, you know? Um, We get it right sometimes, sure, but like, yeah. Um, I think openness is a good thing, it's a good thing. Um, So I, I, I think you should try it. I think meditation, is something you can make work for you. There's so many different ways to meditate. Some some days I do it in silence. Other days I do it um, outside. Other days I do it um, using YouTube um, 
sounds, uh, nature sounds, chakra healing, singing bowls. I, I try it all. And, you know, depending on the day, it's, it's always a different experience, you know? Um, but don't try something and then be like, oh, that didn't work. There's no working. There is, there is, no, there is nothing. God isn't going to, you know, come down from heaven and start talking to you. I mean, he may, shit, I don't know, but that's not really expectation will, will usually disappoint you. And that's just in life. So try not to go in with any expectation other than trying something new that you would like to help you start there. So meditation, um, the second practice in mindfulness that I do daily is talking to myself. Now, I mean that literally, guys. I mean that literally. And these days, I could give a fuck. So I, I really talk to myself. I talk to myself in public. I, d I just don't care. I don't care what anybody thinks about me and whether I'm crazy or not. There are so many other things in this world that I would I would not like to be. Crazy is not one of them. Crazy is not something that worries me at all. At all. So you can call me crazy. Go ahead and put me in the book. Um, so yeah, I talk to myself out loud and I answer all of that. And what I'm doing usually is I'm speaking to different parts of myself. So just today, just today, um, when I was having thoughts of, oh, just put it off to tomorrow. You don't feel like it. You don't feel like it. Let's do this instead. Do, I don't know, whatever. Um, something not on your to-do list, something that would not be productive. And in those moments, I have to check in with myself, see where those thoughts are coming from. Why don't I feel like doing this? Is it just because I don't feel like doing it? Like the simple fact that I don't feel like it. And then I ask myself, well, what if you always listened to that? What if you always stopped doing what you were doing every time you had the thought, I don't feel like doing this? Would anything ever get done? Would you have any of the shit that you've accomplished for yourself if, if you gave in to that voice every single time? No, I wouldn't. Are you where you want to be in life? Are you good? You ready to hang it up? No, not even close. So I have shit to do. Got it. Okay. So then I talk to myself and I'm like, hey, little girl, because that's who that is. It's a little girl in me. It's an immature, you know, I just want to do what I want to do. Uh, you know, that's okay. I don't beat up on her, but I tell her straight up. I, I talk to her like the child she is. And I tell her, uh-uh, not today, not right now. I have things to do and I want to get them done. It would be good for me to get them done. I'll be proud of myself when I get them done. You'll see. You'll see. Right? So I talk to the little girl in me. Who else do I talk to? Oh, I talk, there's a judge. There's a really mean, nasty judge in me that is just awful to Angela. And when I make a mistake, oh my God, she goes in. She goes in self-deprecating, you're an idiot, you should have done it this way, like all of that. And I talk to her. I talk to her and I tell her she needs to calm her ass down. She needs to calm down and I love myself regardless. And I encourage myself to, if I do something I didn't like, if I do something that I don't like looking at, I'm like, ugh, you did that? What can I do to not do it next time? That's it. But being nasty to yourself and judging yourself and talking down to yourself is, is not going to, first of all, change the error in the first place. And it's certainly not going to help you not make it again. 
scaring yourself out of it. No. Encourage yourself to go in another direction. Encourage yourself to look at what went wrong and what you can do to make sure it doesn't happen again. That's it. So I have to talk to that that mean lady in my head sometimes, you know? It's therapy, folks. I need you to understand. If you've ever been to therapy, you know what that bill looks like. And I encourage it, therapy, for sure. But know that you can do that for yourself. You should, right? And the third practice in mindfulness that I want to share with you all is a creative outlet, right? But it needs to be a creative outlet that you can engage in without thinking, without active thought. So I wouldn't suggest something, I don't know, that's that like you really have to rack your brain about and like put a lot of energy and thought into. I wouldn't go for those creative outlets. I would go for something that you can do mindlessly. So for me, it's sketching. I mean, I've been sketching since really young, like maybe like first grade I, I started um, just sketching what I see. I like to sketch what I see. I like to draw cartoons. Um, and there's just something about the way the, the lead hits the paper. And I don't know, it calms me. It calms me. And it gives me something to focus on because I have a very active mind. And so I would encourage something like that. Something like that, something you can do while listening to music, while hashing through your thoughts, while breathing, you know, all that good stuff. And for me, what's nice about this and what helps me be mindful in this is the fact that I'm not thinking about anything. So it's very similar to the meditation in that whatever I think about when I'm sketching doesn't matter because I'm still sketching. doesn't matter. You know, I don't judge it. I don't judge the thought. And then it goes. And then I think about something else, you know, but it's hard to do that when I'm not in a safe space. And that's what our creative outlets really are. They're a space for us to make mistakes, to um, to manipulate, to make something that wasn't there, to put something together. You know, that's what creativity does for us. That's why we need to tap into creativity um, and not just do things in a you know rational, uh, structured way. Sometimes we need to be a little messy and uh, feed that part of ourselves. So find something creative that you've always done, you know, something you do for the hell of it. The goal doesn't matter. I spend months on my drawings and it's not because they they're that great in my opinion, but it's because finishing is not my goal. It doesn't matter me finishing. It's just doing it, adding to it a little bit every day, you know, allowing my mind to just drift. It's It all ties in. It all ties in, you know? And so I just wanted to share that with you all. Um, and I want you all, if you can't think of ways to be mindful, start with these three. Start with these. Shit, start with one. Start with one, you know, and really dedicate yourself to it and see how it works for you. See how it changes your perspective on things. Um, in the blog, I talk about my anxiety and how these mindfulness practices have really helped me. Like, I'm willing to say I, I don't really have anxiety anymore, folks. Like, I, I swear to you, 
I swear to you, it took time. It took time. And I have to actively work through these things. Um, but I don't feel anxious like I used to. Not at all. And it has to do with just trusting the moment, realizing that preparing for the future is anxiety inducing. Tr constantly trying to prepare for the future, which we could never know. So balance is in order. That's all. Balance is in order. There's nothing wrong with planning, but you got to get out of that mindset sometimes. You cannot be in an ever state of planning because then we're trying to avoid conflict. And I talk about that in the blog as well. So I want to leave you with those three practices. Like I said, pick one. I challenge all of you to pick one and see how it works for you. And stop with this, I don't know how to meditate, guys. No such thing. That's judgment. Okay? Try. Try. You know what you need and you know how to do it in a way that would help you. Nobody can tell you that. So there is no wrong way. There's just the way that works for you. The point is, is to take a moment. Take a moment. So that's what I have for you today, folks. Um, I really hope you enjoyed. I hope you learned something. I hope uh, you have something you can share with friends and family and all that good stuff. Um, speaking of sharing, I did change my name on Instagram, so I should probably share that with you all. Um, my Instagram is at air to earth underscore air, the number two earth underscore. I wanted to simplify that. Um, so check out everything that I have for you there. Um, merchandise is there. I will be posting some of the products that I've been working on. That's part of the goodies of uh, season two. So uh, just stay close, follow me on Instagram and you'll be updated on all the, all the good stuff, uh, all the newness that will be coming with season two. Lastly, I want to make a book suggestion and on the website, I'm going to build a book list of sorts of some of the wonderful reads that I've come across. I love reading. Um, I think we should always be curious about other people's thoughts and conclusions uh, so that we can sharpen our thoughts and conclusions and decide what we agree with and what we don't and why and contribute, you know? So I love to read. And, uh, a book that came to me when I was creating this episode is uh, called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, I believe is his last name. Duhigg. Mm. Yeah, I think that's it. The Power of Habit. Uh, look it up. It, it It's a great book. It goes into how the things we do every day have direct implications on our circumstances and outcomes, first of all. And he also goes into how we can reprogram our minds to use habit, to create habits and do away with other habits that will propel us in life and put us in better situations and change our circumstances and change our attitude. Um, it's a great, great, great read um, and kind of encapsulates what I'm talking about here um, in a probably a more succinct and intelligent way. <laughs> um, so if you like to read 
and you're interested in, in these topics, I would suggest that for you. Like I said, it will be on the website as well. I'll be starting a book list. Um, so you can check out my website as well um, for that content. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in for season two, episode one of Air to Earth podcast. This has been great as per usual. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe if you like what you hear, if you like what Air to Earth is about. Um, if you're encouraged, make sure you share. Somebody else will be encouraged too. And if you want to become a subscriber, know that subscriptions are as low as $1 a month on Anchor. You can click the link in the bio section on my Instagram um, and you'll be able to subscribe there. Know that 10% of all proceeds given to Air to Earth goes back out into the community for five nonprofits that I've chosen in the Raleigh, North Carolina area. So know that your money goes that much further when you give it to Air to Earth and, and what what we got going on here, okay? So, and also my my subscribers, I have special content for you coming this season. So there is incentive to go ahead and subscribe, okay? And like I said, you can do that uh, by clicking the link in the bio section on my Instagram page. And yes, this has been another episode. I hope everybody is well. I hope everybody is continuing to be smart and take precautions. COVID didn't go away, okay? It did not go away. So please be smart and um, think about the collective safety, okay? Glow up, friends. Everybody have a great day. I love you so, so much. Bye-bye.